0: Alright, welcome to the This is 30 podcast. It's your girl, Jarnique, and I am live from Paris. Yes, I am recording in Paris today, um, and I probably will be for the next episode as well. Um, I am in France. I am visiting my mother, um, and I'm very happy to be here. I feel like I needed some time to just unwind and, you know, separate myself from, uh, the ground in the United States. Um, I came to Paris last year and I really enjoyed myself. I just think it's such a peaceful, like place. It's such a peaceful country. I feel like everybody looks happy. Everybody is content. Um, everybody's walking, everybody's eating clean. Like even when you're eating bad, you're still eating clean because I feel like the food is so different here, the way it's produced. Like, you can't play the games that we play in, um, in America. Um, but anyway, yeah, I'm here. For those of you who don't know, uh, my mom lives in Paris. So, um, yeah, it's kind of nice because I don't have to, like, get a hotel or anything. I can just come see her for now. Um, and she lives pretty close to the Eiffel Tower. Like, I can walk there. So, it's a daily view, you know. So, um, yeah, the podcast doesn't stop though. And because I'm in Paris, I do not have a co host today. I don't have any guests. I don't have a co host. And I still want to talk to you about uh, quite a few things. Um, At first, I was just like, what am I going to talk about by myself? I like to have, you know, people here with me so that I can get my, you know, opinions off. I can talk. I can, um, you know, express myself but like have other ideas as well. You guys might hear my email going off. Um I don't I don't know how to mute it right now without muting my microphone. So <laughs> um yeah. So yeah, I think I know what I want to talk about and one of the things I know everybody kind of wants me to talk about is this whole J and NFL thing. So I will start there. Um as most of you know, I think if you've ever spent like 10 minutes in the room with me, you probably know that I'm a really big Jay-Z fan, um, and I really love the guy. He's my favorite rapper. Um, We could talk about my top five later, but uh, maybe for now, we'll just stick to this NFL conversation. Um, But I love Jay-Z on and off the microphone. I think he's a great guy. Um, I think that he um, embodies just a lot of characteristics and traits that I think are just cool and outstanding. Um, So like many of you, when I saw this news about Jay-Z's deal, new deal with the NFL to, what is it? To produce content and, um, you know, I think initiate efforts of inclusion or things of that nature. I was just like, what? I think I saw it on TI's uh, page first. I saw it on TI's page and I'm just like, here TI goes posting fake news. He doesn't even know if it's true. He's just posting the first thing he sees. And of course, TI was one of those celebrities who was rolling with cap but was at Super Bowl dancing with everybody else. So let's not even talk about him even though I love TI. Um but I I looked at him sideways when I saw that. So when he posted it, I thought that he was just jumping for joy that Somebody had released this fake news about Jay-Z initiating efforts of inclusion within the NFL via Super Bowl performances and something else. But then I saw more outlets posting it, and then we received confirmation that it was indeed true. And Jay-Z was working with the NFL, and I was very shocked by it because off bat, it just doesn't sound like something that he would do. At all, like I just don't see him doing that. Most of us know that he, uh, you know, he turned down a performance for the Super Bowl last year, along with many other celebrities. Um, he turned down a performance. He has been very vocal about um, his support of, um, you know, Black Lives Matter and his disdain with police brutality and things of that nature. So I just didn't see this coming, but. Um I trust him. I trust him and I I want to be careful because I feel like everybody's just going to think I'm saying all of this because I'm a fan. And I don't want to um behave as though my fanship does not have a influence on how I feel about him. But I feel like all biases aside, when you look at Jay-Z, And when you look at the things that he has done, I think that he has always made moves, at least in the latter part of his career. I'm not talking about the beginning. He has always made moves that are constructive and just conducive to building black people up. And we have to trust somebody by their track record. If in fact this deal turns out to be bogus and BS, then maybe then we can have another conversation. But for right now, in the beginning, I'm trusting him. I've seen so many comments. I think this NFL player, I think his name is Eric Reed. Don't quote me on that. He's saying he doesn't support what jay Z's is doing. Um, people were in the comments like, if this is Kanye. I saw this on the shade room. Um, so people were in the comments like, if it was Kanye, y'all would be calling him uh, a hypocrite and saying that he was crazy. But because it's Jay-Z, you guys are allowing it. I don't even like that comparison, first of all. Kanye West is nutty, and he has proven to be nutty time and time again. He doesn't even stand by his efforts, you know? He says one thing, the next day he's saying another. The next day he's releasing a song. The day before that, he's meeting up with Trump. The day after that, he's with Kirk Franklin. He is all over the place, and I'm not saying this to judge Kanye. I'm just talking about his track record. So, if he did do this... I might be looking at him funny because we know that Kanye does a lot of things for clout. He does a lot of things for attention. Um, He goes on press tours saying crazy things when albums are coming out. But when, but when he's running his church in, in Calabasas, we don't really hear from him that much. Like he's been on the hush flow as of lately. So he's known to do things for clout. I would question his motives. And just because Jay-Z is my favorite rapper doesn't mean I'm not questioning his. I'm looking at him a little sideways because I just feel like what is going to come of this? Now, I'm not a football fan. Um, I I I participate in Super Bowl activities like most females <laughs> who don't like football. I don't really know much about the sport. Um, I'm I'm I like games though. So like it's nothing for me to sit. Um, in a room and a game beyond and in instantaneously pick a team that I want to win and get invested in the game, even if it's for that day. And then I forget about all the teams and all I know about the sport um, that day. So I'm not a football fan. I don't know much about this sport. What I do know is that it's ran by the whites. That's what I know. That's what has been proven. If Jay-Z wants a seat at that table, I'm cool with that. And I'm happy about that. Because essentially I was actually I actually had a debate with one of my friends. Shout out to Tiff. Um I had a debate with her about this. And she, you know, she brought up all the questions and all the worries that I think are essential like for people to have about this move. You know, why is Jay-Z doing this? Um, she also thought that. Um, in her perspective, that little clip that was shown of what he was, um, doing, uh, and not what he was doing, him explaining kind of that we're past kneeling and saying that, you know, all this, all the things he was saying, she just thought that he, uh, minimized, uh, Kaepernick's efforts and the whole purpose of the kneeling. Um, I can see why she maybe thought that I don't agree and that's not what I saw but you know, everybody's perspective is what they experience. So I'm not going to tell anybody that they didn't experience what they experienced. And you know what? It doesn't matter if I'm in another country or not. We always have people coming through to disturb me during the podcast right now. I believe it's a motorcycle, but (laughs) anyway, back to my point. What I was saying is that, um, I just, I, I didn't get that. I thought that I think that Kaepernick's uh, efforts were just, I think they were, he was in the right place. You know, he has a huge platform or he had a huge platform when he was a football player and he chose to protest at his job and he has every right. He shouldn't have lost his job. He shouldn't have been, you know, blackballed by the NFL. Um, He shouldn't have been fined. Other players shouldn't have been fined for simply kneeling for proof police brutality. But at the end of the day, I believe that that freedom of speech was to bring about awareness to the issue of police brutality. I'm, I'm expecting that to be the bottom line because at the end of the day, there's really nothing. If we look at this clearly, what is the NFL going to do about police brutality? I think it became an issue When the NFL started treating players unfairly because of their stance on police brutality and choosing to take out that stance on the field. I think that's when the NFL got looked at with the side eye and we saw all these people, I'm not watching football, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing that, I'm not participating in anything the NFL supports. So I get that, but at the end of the day, what were they supposed to do about police brutality? he was trying to bring awareness to the issue and they kind of stopped him from doing that and kind of punished him because he did that and that is absolutely wrong i'm not arguing with that that's wrong but so now let's move it forward what do we do to move the conversation forward to move what he started forward we need somebody at the table And I feel like that's what Jay-Z wants to do. Like, so that a situation like that, number one, can never occur again. So that a player is never treated that way because of his personal opinions. And maybe both can learn from, both can learn from, both, both sides can learn from each other. Now, I know that it's not okay to be... Quiet about things we believe in but y'all let's be serious when i'm at work it's certain things when i'm around certain people that i don't say not because i'm afraid to at all if asked my opinion if asked my um my stance on something i'm gonna be very honest but it's just certain conversations we don't have in the workplace and i think that it's because we work and we um we work and we um exist with people that are completely different from us and you know what it's sad because when you learn the insides of a person it it can sometimes alter the way you work with them the way you move with them you know like so to be honest I can understand why politics and religion and things of that nature they don't like you to mix these uh issues in the workplace granted police brutality is an issue of humanity so i get that it's not even about religion or politics but what i'm saying is that i do think that certain conversations and certain actions are designated for the workplace and i mean are designated for outside of the workplace and not the workplace the the worry or the 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 thing that messes up my mind is that i don't know if Colin protested outside of work. Um, I wonder if he protested outside of work or without not kneeling, you know, would he still have been blackballed? I don't I'm trying to figure out. It's like two sides of the coin. Why did that piss them off so much? But I guess the national anthem and respecting it means a lot to a lot of people in this country. It means nothing to me. It means absolutely nothing to me. I've, I haven't been putting my hand across my heart or saying the Pledge of Allegiance since I was 12 years old. And I don't even know why then, but I don't do it now at all. And I know why now, but I, I stopped doing that when I was 12. I just felt like it was useless, pointless. Um, and the nature of the world, I don't even think was like it is now, but I just... I don't care about um, adhering to these stupid norms that we have for our country that don't apply to everybody. But anyway, all I'm saying is that I forgot my I forgot my point. But what I was I think what I was saying is that I just feel like I don't know if they would have treated him differently if he would have protested outside of work. I don't know if protesting at work is what caused the issue. Anyway, like I just trust Hove, and that's it like that's really all I have to say and it's not because he's my favorite rapper I just feel like he's gonna use his position for good and even if he gets it wrong He has proven time and time again even with other dealings with being the president at Def Jam and dropping the ball on certain things He's a stand-up guy He always comes back and he's always honest about his mistakes and talks about what he could have did differently To, you know, bring about different results. So even if this, if he's unsuccessful in whatever he's trying to accomplish here, um, I think that he will be honest with us about it later on. Um, You know, a lot of people are saying he's taking money, money speaks volumes, money makes people act differently, as it should. He's not in our tax bracket. This man became a billionaire this year. You know what? If I'm sitting at the table, give me a bag. They know him for doing what? He's a rapper, he's an entertainer, and then he's a businessman. So you know what? If I was Jay-Z, I'm going to sit at this table, but I'ma strategically get a seat at this table where y'all are giving me a bag first because we've been arguing for free with these people for too many years. We've been kneeling, we've been losing jobs, we've been getting fined for free for too many years. Let's start playing chess. Let's start playing chess. Give me a check. Give me a check, and some people can think that that's selling out. But Kaepernick took a settlement. He took a settlement. Eric Reed, I'm sorry if the the player's name is not Eric Reed. I don't know what his name is. He still works for the NFL. He's getting his check. So, are we gonna sit here and dissect how each person gets their retribution, or how each person? tries and fix tries to fix the system we can't do it it's just not possible it's it it, we will like literally there's going to be a point for every side you know what i'm saying like for every uh uh advantage there's a disadvantage we're just going to have to wait and see that's what i think i think that we're just going to have to wait and see and um yeah you got to trust people or not even trust people i'm looking at jay skeptical skeptical i'm looking at jay skeptically as well like it's not like i'm just like favorite rapper i know he's about to kill it i know he about to do some epic stuff no it's not about that i'm looking at him sideways just a little not that much just a little um i'm looking at him sideways but i trust him i i, I do i keep saying i trust him it makes it sound like i know him like i <laughs> I don't mean I trust him like I trust him like that, but I just mean like I trust the guy. I think he he knows what he's doing and let's be serious. Like him and B, their efforts as of lately have been black and black as freak and not caring about the bag necessarily, you know, in a traditional sense of being popular. But being black and representing black culture, African culture, shout out to that new Beyonce album because it's lit. Um, it they've been they've they've been really pro-black. And I don't think that he would have taken a seat at that table if he is not wanting to institute some type of change in a serious way. And I think that um I don't know how much it will do you know white people are phony and I I have to be very careful because I know white people I have white friends Um, when I say white people I don't mean generally speaking so I do apologize about that I don't mean generally speaking but I mean white people with power are phony they pretend to care about um, us and I don't know if they care about us as much as they pretend to. I think they like what we can do for them. I think that we like the money that we uh, generate for them, but I don't know if they care about us and our feelings. So, and, but, but even me, little old me, Jernique sitting here saying this, to know that I think that we have to be cognizant of the fact that Jay knows this. He's not going in there blindly. Like, you know what, these people care. And we're, even if, even if, it's a setup. He's trying to infiltrate, change the way he can. This is his Trojan horse, perhaps. Shout out to Money Heist. This is a problem. Like, I've, any of you who watch Money Heist on <laughs> Netflix, well, I mean, I guess the Trojan horse is not from there. What's that from? Achilles? Uh, The Trojan War? What? What? Whose era is that? I don't know whose fight that was. But it's with Achilles, right? Achilles. Anyway, this is Jay's Trojan horse. Let's call it that. They think they have him. They may not have him. And this is his Trojan horse. So we either going to deal or we're not going to deal. Um, you know, the, the the problem is with me is that a lot of the social media is such a small part of our lives it's a small and it's a small part of the truth you know it's a small part of the truth but it seems because it's in our forefront i think sometimes we think that it is it it what it depicts is the entirety and i think that's so false it's so fake we really need to check ourselves and know that social media is just the information and the news we receive from social media is just a fraction of what is happening. Because if we trusted social media, all of these people like T.I., Diddy, and all these celebrity celebrities that were standing with cap who all had sweets at Super Bowl this year, we would believe them, you know? If the, the Super Bowl numbers didn't drop, significantly this year, yeah. Viewers dropped, but not to the point where they did they got rid of the NFL. Not to that point. And it's not because white there's more white men than black men. Yes, we know that it was black people for every person hitting a like button under a Kaepernick Neil post was for every homeboy with his TV on ESPN watching the game. Let's be clear on that. Social media is a very small portion of reality. And until we all, all of us, myself included, until we all start holding ourselves accountable um, in the things that we say and the things that we do and making sure they match, I don't care what you like on social media. I don't care how many likes you get. I don't care how much support you get. I don't care which celebrities say what. Because these celebrity... um ideas and thoughts they don't mean nothing they all get into their bag they're all going where they want to go to at the end of the day they make everybody in this world is going to stand for something and once they don't stand for so for it or once a bag is involved or not even a bag once a benefit is involved they're going to make an excuse that justifies their decision so if that's how we're going to move in this world, we're just going to be mad at everybody for doing everything. You get what I'm saying? Like, We're just going to be mad forever. That's just the way of the world. That's human nature, unfortunately. So, yeah, I think that's it on my J-talk. I really don't have much to say. I don't know much about the NFL. Please don't um, take this as me speaking about knowing things. If I said anything that was incorrect. incorrect Please correct me. I'm, you know, I'm cool. Um, But people was poor before the hurricane came. Something, something, something. It's like when Mary Jane sang. Every day it rains. Every day to paint. Anyway, if you never heard Minority Report, go listen to it. And then come back and talk to me about how Jay-Z feels about uh taking a bag. Because he's made apologies in that song about doing things. And, and doing things the wrong way for black people, for throwing money somewhere that he knew nothing about. Once you listen to that song, he has no problem apologizing. He has no problem being honest with himself. Listen to that song, and then you guys can have a discussion with me. We can have a discussion. <laughs> All right, so other than Jay, um, I'm trying to think about... Um, what else I wanted to talk about, talk about, I wanted to talk about memes because, well, I don't know if these are considered memes. Like, you guys know the little, the little things that kind of tell us, <laughs> that say something classy and we repost them or say something funny. Are they memes? I guess they are memes. Like, so I'm going to look in my phone right now and I'm going to see which meme I have the most recent meme. So the most recent meme I have is people that sleep with a phone on vibrate at night. Don't give a F about nobody life, but they own. <laughs> so um, I get are those called memes? I'm, I'm confused, maybe because sometimes I think memes are like with pictures and then we add a caption and it becomes a meme. But I'm talking about the little quotes or the tweets that are screenshotted and become viral. Um, that's what I'm talking about Not memes So yes, I'm one of those people I sleep with my phone on do not disturb I don't really care But if you call me twice It'll ring out loud So there's a safety mechanism Um, this is another one I have in my phone I looked up You can never escape the mark of a dope girl With a good heart and a beautiful soul It changes everything Let's see if I have more Leaving your house and returning back safely Is such an underrated blessing these days so, um, and then another one I have is men are quicker to leave, but usually always return. Women take longer to think if they should leave, but if they leave, they usually never return. Woo! Got another one that says, "I thank God for closed doors." So let me get to my point, because my point is that I think that living through uh, these quotes and living through these sayings at times can be very dangerous and perhaps maybe this conversation is more geared towards women because I feel like somebody somewhere uh feeling the brunt of insecurity or feeling the brunt of pain uh sits down and makes these uh words make sense and they do you know like we we can all feel a I don't know what to call these things I want to call them memes because I don't know what else to call them but I'm not talking about memes um we can all feel the sincerity and the um the truth behind some of the sayings I just read and I feel like where the danger comes is telling yourself something that is not true not only about yourself, but um, about your situation that that will provide comfort um, to uh, to to almost um, negate your negative behavior in whatever situation you might be in. So. I think this is a really a lesson—a lesson to women. I mean, a message to women because I think women—we do it the most to ourselves. And I'm not talking about general, uh, general ones. I'm talking about most of the ones that are geared towards women who are lonely, or women who are single, or women who are um, in a mess uh women who are dealing with not so good situations I think that sometimes these these things that we see they give us this false reality of how we should be treating ourselves and what we should be expecting because we continuously tell ourselves that you know what I'm a dope woman and I am I am upper class and I am This, that, and the third. So instead of focusing on the negative behavior we might be accepting or the negative things we might even be doing, we look at these sayings and they tell us something positive about ourselves. They tell us they pinpoint one section of our heart or our spirit and they kind of tell us that, oh, you're doing all right. You know, nothing is bad about what you're doing. You're you are dope. Don't let the world tell you that X, Y, and Z that you're doing is wrong because guess what? You have this one thing that's written on this meme and you should be proud of yourself. And I think that is super dangerous. I, I try, and I'm not telling anybody how to live or how to feel, Um, but sometimes I read them and if I feel it, I feel it. But I try not to um, post too many. I do get in my bag a little bit. I get in my bag where I'm in my feelings and I do post them, but I try not to a lot because I just feel like the types I'm talking about, the ones I'm talking about, they're super dangerous. And I think that they cloud our vision. That's all I'm saying. I think that they cloud our vision um, in the same way social media does, you know, the same way why um, the same reason why um, so many things that were once considered. Uh, I don't want to say forbidden, but just not classy are now classy and accepted um, because of social media. You see enough people doing it. You see enough people saying it. You see enough memes saying that this is it. You're going to start to believe that to be true. You're going to start to focus on only the positive. And I think that is a dangerous way of living. I think it's so dangerous. So like this conversation in itself brings me to um, dang, I think it's Mr. Sneak Sinek, uh, I don't know, it's this TED Talk, and I'm pretty sure everybody listening has seen this TED Talk, is when, um, Eric Simon, it might be Eric Simonek. I don't even know, I feel bad, because I should have did some research before I started recording, but, um, he does this TED Talk, and he's talking about social media, and our generation, please excuse the, I think it's a lawnmower, he's talking about our generation, and, And um, our interest and disinterest in working, and how, you know, like social media is kind of ruining our lives. Um, We also have grown up in this generation of everybody telling you you're the best, like getting all these uh, participation awards and things of that nature that kind of let you know that you'll get rewarded even when you don't win. And what I'm saying about these memes or these sayings, ladies, or and gentlemen, if you feel me, um, is that we need to stop telling ourselves that we are bomb all the time. I think that, of course, personal affirmation is important, but I think that um, that constant uh, that constant reflection of I am good, I am enough is true, but we need to look at the bad parts, too. Like, it's like giving yourself a participation award for being, for being, uh, this is, this is tricky. I'm trying to pick my words correctly because I think that we should be, we should love ourselves. I think that we should respect ourselves. I think that we should think that we're bomb. I hope that everything I'm saying and have said thus far doesn't sound like I don't think that we should think that of ourselves. I think that when we get in that position so much to the point that we are not assessing and analyzing our flaws and um and and working making a conscious effort to fix our flaws just as much as we praise ourselves. I think that that become that can be very dangerous for us, and I think that it's very similar to receiving participation awards. You want you ain't never gonna know you a loser if you get the same award as the person who's winning oh yours is just a bit smaller who cares i got a trophy so you're never gonna grow if you constantly tell yourself you know what i am bomb and a good man will want me and this that and the third and i'm saying it because a lot of these memes the memes i'm talking about they're geared towards single women and, you know, being the right one for a man and not the right person, not accepting women. A lot of us put ourselves in some weird situations. And granted, there are specifics about these situations that um, that that lead us into these areas. Um, but sometimes we know. Sometimes we know that this situation is not good for us. Sometimes we know this environment is not good for us. And we still, we still indulge, we still go. And then when the situation is done, or when we've had our hearts broken, or when the situations don't um uh like come out the way we intended, we sit down and we say, I'm bomb. A man will want me for me, and he'll love me for me. And that is true, but have you acknowledged? What you did wrong, what you accepted, what you might have contributed to this horrible situation that you are in or that you're experiencing or that is causing you to forcefully feed yourself uh, quotes about being perfect and simply not finding the right person to notice your perfection is what I'm saying. And I don't know if I'm making sense. You know, I sometimes I feel like the real going to fill me in you know, those who don't feel me, don't feel me, you know, and it's whatever, that's, that's how we feel, and I'm going to actually, I gotta end this podcast now, not because I want to, but because there's construction, or something going on downstairs, in my mom's complex, and it's going to interfere with what I'm doing, you guys can probably hear it, um, but thank you guys for listening, um, on the next episode of This Is 30, I think I'm going to have my mama on. And we're going to talk about some things. So, um, this was a short episode. I'm sorry. I hope. I just burped. <laughs> but I hope it gets you through your your day. Um, I hope I hope you guys are encouraged. I didn't really talk about anything. I talked about Jay-Z. And I talked about uh, women and memes. <laughs> so, um, I'm going to go and enjoy the Parisian streets, if that's how you say it, Paris patty. I do actually speak French, just so you guys know. I am Cameroonian. Um, I think I've told y'all that before. So the language of my country majority um, is French. Um, my whole family, my mom's side. Whoa, do you guys hear the banging? My whole mom's side is French speaking, and um, I understand French. I would say like maybe eighty five percent fluently understanding. Speaking I'm probably at a good 25 30 mais When I speak I sound crazy like you just heard so I don't like to speak it too much I'm very insecure about the way I sound um, when I speak French um, so and a lot of people in France speak English so like as soon as they notice that you might be funny with the language they'd be like hello hello Madame <laughs> like you could just talk to me in English. Um, But, yeah, Paris is so beautiful, so I'm just going to go and enjoy the streets and see what I can do. Um, It feels really good to be, like, with my mom and have a home-cooked meal every day. I cook, but I don't know how to cook, like, the Cameroonian classics or even just food with, like, African flavor. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just different. I I make food, but my chicken don't taste like my mama's chicken. It don't taste African. It don't taste Cameroonian like my mom's chicken. Um, I can't make beef stew like my mom. I can't make okra like my mom. So it feels good to to get um, into that food um, and to just, like, be free and not doing anything, you know? Vacations are cool. Um, they're good for your soul. Um, I'm really not doing much. I'm reading, watching Money Heist, potting in my free time checking up on you guys on the gram here and there but um yeah I think I've said bye like three times now so thanks for listening to the this is 30 podcast and uh I'll catch you very soon peace out